0: Welcome to Honestly Haunted! Honestly haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week, we're headed to Latvia to talk about the haunted former Soviet prison, Karosta Prison. This military prison is located in Laipaia,
1: Latvia. In 1890, under the Russian Tsar, Laipaia City was built as an independent urban environment. This meant that it had its own infrastructure, power stations, water supply, church, and school. But, under the Soviet Union, the
0: port part of the city was closed down entirely, even to residents of the city. This port took up about one-third of the city, so it shut down a significant
1: portion for the prison and military operations. The prison was an operation from 1905 to 1992. As a military prison, people could end up inside for not listening to orders, dirty boots, or even if your commander just didn't like you that day. Besides just operating as a military prison, it was also used to house anyone the Soviet Union thought was a spy.
0: Perhaps unsurprisingly, the prison was home to complete corruption, brutal torture, and awful deaths. Many people referred to this prison as hell on earth. Some of the people we mentioned who were put in prison for seemingly pointless reasons were sentenced to death.
1: There isn't much about the history of the prison because it was a secret prison. The Soviet Union kept it completely under wraps, and while there are stories of things that took place, no one knows the full extent of its horrors. In fact, a visit to the now closed prison
0: shows glimpses of what might have happened by the unique items left behind. For example, there are closets full of biochemical suits, which seem like Quite an odd thing for a prison to have a large supply of.
1: The story of the hauntings begin in cell 18 on the second floor. In 1944, a young man was imprisoned just before he was meant to be married. His fiance came to see him and she brought vodka with her to get the guards drunk. Once they were drunk, she stole
0: the keys and went to cell 18 where her fiance was being kept to free him. When she arrived at the cell, it was empty. She had been too late, and her fiancé was already executed.
1: So overcome with sadness at her fiancé's death, she hung herself in that very cell so she could be with him again in the afterlife. Her ghost
0: now haunts the prison and walks its corridors. Her ghost is called
1: the white white lady lady. because of course she is (laughs) how could she not be she's getting married she died oh she's a white lady she's
0: such a white lady so white but those who see her have told two different versions of how this white lady appears to some she appears in a white gown but with,
1: <laughs> we called it, but with very red hair. To others, they only see a white spot moving as a blur along otherwise dark corridors. Her presence is also felt very strongly in the washroom.
0: It is said that being in that room you can feel her all around you and you're suddenly struck with the notion that you must leave as soon as possible or else
1: something bad will happen. Another well-known paranormal event that happens in the prison is on the second floor corridor. If you are walking, you might be overcome with the feeling that something is trying to quite literally drag you through the floor. Your legs and feet become heavy, and it becomes near impossible to walk.
0: In the 60s, the officers' quarters had beds for their officers to relax and sleep. One night, an officer reported reported that he had gone to bed, and during his sleep, he was violently pushed from the bed onto the floor. He got up, and when he looked around, there was no one in the room at all.
1: In 2009, Ghost Hunters International were able to visit the prison, and they did experience activity. In the officers' quarters, two investigators were running an EVP session and kept hearing thuds and knocks in responses to their questions. They also became incredibly cold
0: while sitting in the quarters, experiencing chills. And while it was cold out while they were there, they said this felt like a different type of cold, and that the hair on their neck
1: felt like it was standing straight. At the bookshelf in the quarters, an investigator was also tapped on the shoulder. Investigators reported seeing a shadow of a human figure in both the officer's quarters and in the corridor of the first floor. In the
0: officer's quarters during their investigation, they actually did do something pretty funny. (laughs) So they were trying to get responses. They were doing an EVP session. And they tried to stir up the Soviet officer ghosts by saying things like, an American is sitting in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what happened to Great Mother Russia? And <laughs> basically, the the one Irish guy on the team was like, I'm hoping that the Cold War era issues stir the spirits
1: up into action. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> they got an EVP in this room that said, lazy. Now, what's interesting to note here is that they conducted these EVP sessions in English and got an English response. It said this is because of what's called universal consciousness theory. And this
0: theory, it's a lot more complicated than what we'll par it down to. But essentially, it says that spirits aren't bound by language in understanding and they can actually choose what language they respond with. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it it makes sense. It's, it's a very interesting theory that basically is like the universe and all energy in the universe is connected and there's like a shared consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so like, yes, while well, we're... In our human form we like may be bound by language, but like when we are just consciousness we are not.
1: Yeah, it's like our minds and bodies seem to trap in the consciousness, but then when we're spirit, then and
0: and the investigators for Ghost Hunters International, especially because they literally go to so many different countries, they were like
1: International. The
0: international. (laughs) They were saying that this is becoming more and more common where they will be like using English in an E V P session and get english responses or in some cases even if they don't use it like there there will be like mismatched like languages at times and it's
1: yeah it's it's very interesting that's nifty on the second floor corridor investigators heard someone humming a song just behind them followed by footsteps and shuffling they then heard a woman's voice they in fact did get an evp from this as well and while it's hard to tell what she said it's clearly It's clearly the voice of a woman. The manager of the
0: estate they showed the sound to said that he heard bids, which is Latvian for stop. And this would go along with the theory that the ghosts of this place are urging people to leave. So again, they didn't know, like, they couldn't understand what it was, but they also didn't speak Latvian. And once they spoke to somebody who was, who could, and he heard
1: it, he was like, oh yeah, this is a Latvian word. Stop, yeah. Yeah. The EMF reader in the stairwell to the second floor did go off at one point during the night, very close to the time in which someone felt someone brush past them. One investigator, in fact, began to
0: experience the pulling on his legs. While he was walking in the corridor, he felt something grab his jeans. While he didn't feel like he couldn't move, he definitely
1: felt a grabbing sensation coming from the ground. The video of this moment shows the investigator walking and then almost trip while taking a few steps, like something had indeed grabbed him. In cell 18, an investigator felt a significant draft that was, com-
0: that was not coming from the direction of the window at all. It was noticeably colder on the wrong side. Strangely, they also got the sound of a cell door opening, but the video that lined up with the timing of when the sound was showed
1: that no door opened at all. This meant it was likely a residual sound, basically a sound trapped in time, a ghost sound. At the end of the night, the investigators all said the place felt like it was alive. Ghost sound. Ghost sound.
0: (laughs) So one person who lives near the prison uh, actually said this of their own experience with this place. So I'm going to quote them. They said, I live 500 meters off this place. And believe me, it's haunted as hell. My dad was working here while I was like three years old, about 2003, as a guard, and he told me that when I came to visit him, I would be talking to someone all the time near cell 18. When he asked what I was talking to, I would reply saying that I was speaking to a lady, which would creep the F out of my dad. (laughs) I would speak to non-existent people and sometimes intend to be a... I think she, I think they meant pretend, pretend to be a prison patrolman. One time, I was asking my dad why why was that guy crying, and after that, my dad would ask which guy, and I would respond, I don't know, but there was a guy crying, and he got taken away by some other guy with a gun. So I would say this place is hella haunted. <laughs>
1: Today you can visit Carcosa prison and in fact it's Europe's only military prison open to tourists. They do sh- they they do shows and have people dressed up to reenact some moments of what prison life was like. Perhaps also keeping the spirits alive or pissed off <laughs>
0: or, or angry, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this place is super interesting because I am, I am morbidly fascinated by the secretiveness and, like, underground operations of Soviet time. Yeah. Like, it is fascinating, and, like, the show Chernobyl just, like, like, blew that up for me in a way that, like,
1: I am so fascinated. And just such, like, a secretive state. I mean, we were, we were one year old when the Soviet Union fell. It fell, yeah. of, it fell at the end of 91. And so, like, it's just interesting, like, how many secrets still exist within right. the former, like, former Soviet states, too, like, Latvia, which it is now, It's it was in a, its own individual country. Right. And is now, again. But, you know, I think that there are just some interest, But interesting that they said this prison didn't stop functioning as a military prison until, like, 92. So, I mean, I'm yeah. sure it, it took some time for the end of the Soviet Union to to spread, I'm sure, to all of its...
0: Yeah, I mean, so 92, I mean, it's probably a matter of, like, they didn't want to just release prisoners right away when the Soviet Union fell, and so I'm sure there was, like, some figuring of that out, although it sounds like a lot of the
1: prisoners didn't really need to be there as well. Well, I hope Um, they didn't just, like, execute a whole bunch of people uh, just to...
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, like, we
1: probably wouldn't know. We would never know. No, like, those people we just wouldn't. disappeared. And it's crazy. I think that's, like, kind of the crazy thing. It's like, not to say that, like, the US government's never made anybody disappear. Like, come on. Because, of course, it has. But, of course, of course it has. But, I just, for some reason, it feels like it was so much further spread and so much more accepted. Like, yeah, that happens.
0: I think <laughs> the crazy part of it for me and why I have such a fascination with it is because it seems, like, now that the Soviet Union is no longer a thing, as we find out more and more, it seems like this just enormous conspiracy of, like, deep secrets, deep state, all of this cover-up, and it's, it's so intriguing, but it's also crazy because... Like you said, we were alive when it ended, and yeah. it doesn't feel like that should be real. It feels, it, yeah. it feels like it shouldn't have been in our lifetime, yeah. but
1: it was. Like we were talking about, like Cold War, that feels yes. very like fifties, sixties. Yes, I mean it extended beyond that, but it feels like something very much so that affected our parents in their childhood. Yeah, like my parent, like my dad, still remembers Cold War drills that they would do. Like he was in elementary school, and th- yeah, and well, I guess he was in the 60s but like I don't know there's just that's something that feels very far removed but it's like oh it really wasn't that but it really wasn't long ago
0: yeah I mean wasn't like pretty sure the nanny was on (laughs) or maybe it was almost on yeah yeah, it just, it feels... Which, and and it's just that, like, juxtaposition between those two worlds of, like, what existed at the same time Mm -hmm. is so hard to navigate. Yeah. And it's, and it just is so fascinating to think about.
1: Yeah, I guess we just, we, I mean, I'm sure we we are painted, like, the movies that I think we grew up with, Russians were always the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Because they made just really compelling bad guys yeah. for, for us. And so I think we, we probably as Americans have this like underlying bias uh, based on oh, sure. film and if you want to call it propaganda, essentially, but it was like, there's this, this vision of this like nasty power grab, this like need to control and have complete power in the, most of these were their own, Countrymen that they were imprisoning, like Can, I'm sure there were some prisoners of war in there, but like, but uh, yeah, but a lot still, of it. I mean, so so there were people the that state, they considered
0: yeah. spies, which I mean, that could probably run the gamut if you of what that looked me- at meant. someone funky who exactly. was
1: important in there. Um,
0: you could li- and and people were being executed in that prison too. There, it was a it was a very fast turnaround between getting imprisoned and getting executed, and I, I think that it. I think that goes. That, that shows how many people moved through that prison because it's it's like, well, we need to make more rooms. So we're going to execute these people right away um, and just bring more in. But can we talk real quick about the biochemical suits?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to know why. I wonder. I mean, it didn't sound like there were... I mean, it said that there was a power plant, but it didn't say it was a nuclear no, power plant. No, and, and it
0: wasn't. As far as I could tell,
1: it was not. So... I'm not sure. I those, mean... In case... I mean, if they were just as freaked... If if they were just as freaked out about Cold War as we were in the States... It could have been a precaution. They sure. they were like, yeah, they might try it, but...
0: That's... And that's what's so intriguing, too, is because it's also shrouded in mystery. Because it's like, it could have been a precaution... But what if it was something darker? What if there was experiments or different? We already know there was torture. Yeah. So like, we don't know exactly what types of torture, but we know there was torture. It definitely
1: happened. Yeah, and if you if you Google, and of course we'll include pictures from the prison on our social media, but like, looking at it, most of the, the pictures are, are modern. There's not a lot of pictures from the time in which it was... Because it was
0: completely... Secret. It was completely secret. It was completely
1: shut off from the rest of the city. Which would make sense. I mean, like, you wouldn't want it getting out that they were committing essential yeah. war crimes on their own people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, in a lot of it, so so today most of the pictures are, like, tourists in the place, yeah. and it looks like you can basically be treated like a prisoner. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: the the reenactments, it's, it's basically, like, you get to be a part of the show. It's like, it's like a weird, twisted, colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. Essentially. It's like people dress up as, like, people in the prison, and you get to, like, go through that... And live out a story of the prison. Yeah. So the other piece is like there, again, we've, we've said this before, but when it's another country, it sometimes is hard to get all of the information right. because we don't speak Latvian. Um, there might be more about the history at the actual prison now because it is open to tourists and there is a museum and it, it brings you through some of the Cold War era stuff that was happening, but it is still very shrouded in mystery so they they might know more and <laughs> probably know much more
1: um but but we haven't been able to get more and that's been the interesting thing as we've journeyed onto this tour of the european uh, of this tour of the european union that a lot of like the blog or essentially like reddit things that we look for to find stories people have visited are all in their language of origin yeah. <laughs> so it's hard for us to kind of translate some of the personal testimonies of people who have visited so obviously we found the one but yeah i think that's probably um uh, but that's, that's probably a reason why like it's harder to find like when it was recovered by the latvians like how what state did they find it in like how did they reclaim the exact- it
0: also this is very this is pretty recent history too yeah. and so so i mean as things become more recent you like you would think maybe there would be more of a footprint for things that are more recent, but I think that's also difficult to say because when things are more recent, there's probably less like historians or scholars or things writing about it. And so we have less resources mm-hmm. that we might look to or
1: use for things yeah. like that. It's It's been not a war prison for only 30 years. Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, which is, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Well, I think that probably brings us to our verdict. Honestly. Honestly haunted. haunted. Yeah. I just have a hard time separating any place where human torture took place as being like, how could it not be? Like, yes.
0: We've talked about how torture and pain can leave a footprint like that. And so for me, same. Like, I
1: you, we hear yeah. about that and it's hard for me to not assume. I gave the inflection because I want more. Like, I, I want not necessarily that I want to know all the horrible details of the torture that took place there. Like, I don't want to know that. But like, I want to know like, I want to experience the sensation like they feel of like people pulling their legs down, like trying to walk. I yeah. say I want to feel that. Maybe I don't. <laughs> but like the idea of it, like that seems like such a physical and, and also like... Yeah, very visceral. The... Like, the concept of a spirit or an entity pulling on your legs is so, like, oh like, it gets me. Like, it's like a, it's a true, like, help me. Like, yes. it, I, come, it's either come down to my level, like, I'm not necessarily taking you or with like me. Or, like, bring me with bring you. Bring me with you. Like, it's a very much so, like, someone pulling behind you, like, trying to grab at your pants. Like, help me. Take me with you. Save me.
0: And that's the thing, too, is, like, from this episode of Ghost Hunters International that went there there wasn't a lot of that they caught visually so they didn't catch like oh here's the image of a shadow or a spirit or something but they all experienced a lot and so it's very it it seems very much like a when you were there there's just there's feeling and you are and and people were being tapped and pulled at and things that you can't necessarily catch on camera but is very visceral and physical yeah while
1: you're there. And I I mean we'll, we'll be honest, like if Ghost Hunters International actually caught ghost on camera like the show would be a lot more compelling and probably have a lot higher viewership but it's the stuff like the evps and and the personal like you when you watch someone who's on the show maybe not necessarily like a regular person who's on the show who's like right you know but like someone who's attending and and coming along with them but doesn't necessarily experience stuff like this that often watching their genuine reactions to what's happening around them is the stuff that's like really captivating for me watching those shows yeah i love ghost hunters like i love watching it Travel channels, like, love it.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, I t- t- taking it with a grain of salt, I think, because yeah. it is still entertainment at the end of the day. But I have definitely seen things on Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International and stuff that have felt genuine. Authentic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I would say so. But, but definitely a grain of salt. Um I, I absolutely would take this tour. I think this is probably yeah. one of those like dark tourism things it is. to like live yeah. through the life of a prisoner there, but I would totally do it. And
1: I'm, I'm being curious to know more about like, it, it looks like based on what, how it's presented on the internet that they do it pretty respectfully. Yeah. Which I think is kind of at the heart of it, especially where there is a place where human loss occurred and it sounds like lots of grave injustices were carried out there it would feel foolish to to not behave uh, yeah cordially and respectfully of those grounds. I
0: think that's honestly something that Europe does pretty well mm-hmm. in terms of like recognizing their past like bad things yeah and, and and using that as a way of saying like we won't forget this as we move forward yeah like I think Europe has a I mean not everyone you're sure, sure. but like uh like I think about like how Germany handles. Like World War II camps, and concentration so. camps and stuff. And I think there's like genuinely, generally a pretty good, um, like rapport of how to take a dark history like that and not shove it away, but also not glorify it.
1: And it's it, not entertainment. Yeah. It's educational. Yeah. But it's, it's about kind of letting somebody else immerse themselves in the experience so that they can understand sure. kind of what happened. Which I, That
0: being said, we haven't done this tour. So yeah. who knows? I it mean, might be
1: kind of rough, <laughs> but we don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I would love to do it so that I could report back. Yeah maybe one day yeah let's go to latvia a casual little jump over to latvia (laughs) i mean let's do
1: it let's get on the plane (laughs) why not (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for listening we'll be back with more honestly haunted thank you as always for listening to honestly haunted please follow us on social media at honestly haunted and consider becoming a patreon supporter to help us continue to grow if you haven't already leave us a five-star review we'll be back with more honestly haunted around, Steve.